0: the Church. Hey, we're back next week. Can't wait to be with you. Me and Poro, we've been in the Cook Islands celebrating 200 years of the gospel coming and we can't wait to be home. So we look forward to seeing you. So we're in the final part of our series. His story, my story, right? It's this play on word with this word history, his story, because God really wants you to be part of his story because his story is my story. And this series is about Ordinary people with extraordinary stories. And today's, today's story comes from Glenn. Glenn is our, is our missionary along with his amazing wife Naomi and their daughter Nina. They're serving in Hungary and Budapest. And so you're gonna be blessed by hearing his
1: story. So sit back and enjoy Glenn's story. Hi, my name's Glenn Johnston. I'm from Hamilton. New Zealand and I'm currently living in Budapest, Hungary. Uh, My wife and I have been attending Hamilton Elam for 15 or 16 years now. And we were sent out as missionaries two years ago with OMS New Zealand. I'm a welder fabricator by trade. I've been welding for 15 or 16 years now. i did my apprenticeship in hamilton at various uh, welding shops in 2014 with OMS i went on a short-term trip to russia and when i was there i ended up designing welding and installing a fire escape for the church that we were working with over there this is my first uh, taste of short-term missions trips and really opened my eyes to what goes on out in the world, outside of our little bubble that is New Zealand. And on the last day of the trip to the church, we went and visited the local orphanage, which is where half the team I was with had been working, running a summer camp, for these kids who had no families or whose parents were incapable of looking after them. And I was just really struck by the hopelessness and the outlook for the future of these kids and how they, most likely, over half of them would die before they're 21 due to drugs, alcohol, and crime and all these other things that they given into. And so that really struck me and stayed with me for a long time. And I kind of buried it, I guess you'd say, and didn't really know what to do with that, that information. Uh, Fast forward to 2017, I was watching uh, documentaries on street kids in Romania, the capital there, Bucharest. And I just really felt a calling and and a tug to what can I actually do with my skill set and my life to help these, these kids who have very little to no hope for a future. And so... I didn't know, but at the same time, my wife Naomi, she was also watching documentaries about uh, human trafficking in Eastern Europe, and so both of us really felt a calling to uh, do something within our skill sets that could could help people uh, get out of these situations. Uh, in two thousand eighteen, uh, Naomi. Mina my daughter and I all came over to Budapest, Hungary for five weeks I think it was and we met the OMS team over here and hung out with them uh, to see if there was a place for us to work here and as it turned out it was a really good fit, a young team here and we really got on well together and so we returned to New Zealand and kind of approached A lot of different people around us to pray with us and to talk talk to us about what a a good step would be going forward. And so Owen Brown, who was the director for OMS New Zealand, he really came alongside us and mentored me especially and just talked me through everything that was going to happen. Um, At that stage I was very hesitant to leave my job, I had an amazing job which I loved maybe even loved a little bit too much. And so that was one of the things I had to give up to come here. And so we applied and we were accepted to be on the team with OMS. And one of the prerequisites for that was to go to Bible college for a year. And for all the guys in church who know me, uh, (laughs) I'm not academic at all. And so that uh, annoyed me and was yeah pretty challenging so 2020 we went to east west bible college for a whole year everybody knows what happened in 2020 with a COVID lockdown and and all that stuff but it was really the best place for us to be at that time uh in our lives like god just looked after us so much and uh yeah it was just uh despite the academic stuff i actually learned learned a lot intercultural stuff, how to deal with people from different cultures. I guess, just a a little start of learning how to deal with people from different cultures. By no way or means am I uh, expert in that and uh, it was just a really good introduction. And so after 2020, we uh, went fundraising for six months in 2021 I uh, traveled around New Zealand asking for people to sponsor us uh, to be missionaries here in Hungary and then August the 5th 2021 we flew 30 hours through Qatar and then on to Budapest, Hungary and so August 5th we will have been here for two years. So August 2021, we came to Budapest, Hungary, and we got settled in an apartment. Uh, There was a lot of stuff to get set up, get a bit acquainted with the team that was here and uh, kind of learn our surroundings and learn how to get ourselves around. Uh, I went to language school for two months, which was very difficult. Uh, Hungarian is not an easy language to pick up. Uh, It's only spoken by about 10 million people here in this part of the world and it's not used anywhere else. Uh, And then as everybody knows, in February 2022, uh, Mr. Putin started his uh, special military operation in Ukraine, which is right next door to Hungary. Budapest is a three and a half hour drive from the Hungary-Ukraine border. And so OMS, with some of our partners here, was able to get van loads of food across the border. And so with OMS and our partners working in Ukraine, I've helped facilitate the transportation and distribution of several hundred tonne of food and supplies for the people in Ukraine. And so we're helping out the refugees, as well as the aid organizations already established in Ukraine. Uh, One of our last jobs that we did there was making boxes of food for the priests and the pastors, Uh, not just working with uh, the Reformed Church, but also the Catholic Church, Roman Catholic. Uh, It's been really amazing to see all these different denominations come together and work for the good of the people affected by this conflict and so that's been my job for the last almost year and a half is uh, helping with food and the aid getting that into Ukraine from Hungary so between doing all this aid work in Ukraine and all the other things that Naomi and I do here in Budapest, Hungary I don't understand why why God has uh, pulled me away from my job in New Zealand that I really enjoyed. I don't understand the journey that he has us on, but it is a good journey. Uh, It's full of adventure, uh, growth, and yeah, just journeying with God is, is not easy, but it's also not hard. And so we're really enjoying the adventure that God has for us in this journey. Um learning new things every day and every week as we grow uh, moving forward. Uh, like every journey I don't know what the future holds for us um, but yeah we're looking forward to it. We know it's not always going to be easy but with God with us on this journey it should be good. So that's my story so far of my journey uh, in missions. Uh, I have a whole nother story of how I came to know the Lord. Um, But yeah, that's my story, my journey, the last, wow, eight years, I think of this. And yeah, it's been exciting. It's been interesting. It's been a journey.
0: Have you ever tried to dig a hole with a guitar? Like guitar, you know, you're playing your guitar and you go, you know what, I'm going to dig a hole. So you get your guitar and you start digging a hole. What, What you'll find is not very effective. Why? Because that's not what the purpose the guitar is made for. You're using it outside of its purpose. And that's why some of you are so frustrated. Because you're operating outside of your purpose that God has designed you for. And let me tell you something. Every single one of you has purpose has purpose because the Bible tells us that when we encounter God, we discover purpose. David was a kid, the youngest of his brothers. He was a child that was forgotten, but once he encountered God, he discovered purpose and became Israel's greatest king. Paul's job was to kill and imprison. Christians, until he encountered God, he discovered purpose and he began to travel out throughout the known world and plant churches and he wrote half of the New Testament that we have today. Incredible. When you encounter God, you will discover purpose. Purpose always starts with this burden, this concern, something that bothers you. It generates this emotion. But here's the question. What breaks your heart? What breaks your heart? In the book of Judges, we we'll find this man who's living outside of his purpose. Judges chapter six, verse six to 60. It reads: "The Israelites did evil in the eye, eyes of the Lord, and for seven years, He gave them into the hands of the Midianites." The, the Israelites, instead of looking up, looking up to the God, they began to look around. Look around at what the other what the what the other countries were doing around them. They began to look at the Midianites and what they were doing, and they started to. To copy their customs. They begin to, to, to copy how they worship in those countries around them. And they fell away from God. They, they began to, um, to, to participate with temple, temple prostitutes and part of their, their, their worship. And began to sacrifice their, their own children to these, to these false gods out there. But here's the thing. Whatever you copy, you get captured by. It. And so we've got to be very careful for us, right? Instead, instead of us looking up to God and we begin to look around us and what what everyone else is doing. And if we begin to copy what the world is doing, be very careful because what you copy, you get captured by it. And that's exactly what happened to the Israelites. They began to to copy the the worship of the Midianites and they find themselves being captured by them. And this is where we are in the story. The Israelites are now captured by the Midianites. In verse 2, because... The power of the Midian was so oppressive that Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain cliffs, caves, and strongholds. And let's go down to verse 6. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. God is so merciful that He does not shield us from the dumb decisions we make in hopes that we don't do those dumb decisions again. But when we turn back to God, He will invade our lives. God's mercies never runs out. No matter how many times you turn away and come back to Him, He is always there waiting for us. His mercy endures forever. And verse 11 says this, The angel of the Lord came down and sat down under the oak in Oprah that belonged to Joash, the Abizite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress keep it from the Midianites. so he's in he's in a wine press he's hiding he's hiding from, from the Midianites normally when you thresh wheat you're threshed out in the open so so it separates a shaft from, from the wheat but he's hiding in the wine press so the Midianites don't see it and take his wheat verse 12 when the angel of the lord appeared to Gideon he said the Lord is with you mighty warrior what's gideon doing he's operating outside of his purpose he's threshing wheat and a wine press, and that's not even what a wine press is meant to be designed for. Can you imagine how frustrated Gideon would have been? The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my lord. Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, "Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt?" But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. Now Gideon asked this question 3,000 years ago that we've all asked in various situations. Where were you when I lost my child? God, where were you? Where were you when I I lost everything? Where were you? Where were you when I lost my job? Lord, Lord, where are you when, when I could even have kids? Where were you? Why haven't you answered my prayer? You know something, God is not offended by those questions. When you ask questions like that, quite often, it has been a concern for a while, a burden that's been on our heart. So verse 14, the Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian. Am I not sending you? Stop looking at everyone else. I'm looking at you. He's not sending us. He's sending you. Go in the strength you have. You have the goods already. Don't say, I'm too young. I don't have any experience. You know, most of the people that God used didn't have any experience. Go in the strength you have. Well, I'm too old. Moses was 80 years old when, when he discovered his purpose. Don't say, I, I've, I've got too many bad experiences. Moses killed a man and he, and he fled in failure. Don't say I'm too, y- too young, I'm too old. I've just had a baby. I haven't got my life all ordered. I haven't got my life right yet. I'm just a new Christian. How long are you going to wait in this stage of life because of procrastination? Procrastination is the thief of time. Verse 15. Pardon me, my Lord. Man, Gideon, he's so polite, isn't he? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least of my family. Man, Gideon has all the excuses, right? He's got all the excuses that we have. I'm not from the right family. I'm not a pastor's kid. I'm I'm just a dropout. I don't have the right look. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I'm not like the beautiful people. I'm not an extrovert. I'm not a mighty warrior. And what does the Lord say to say to Gideon? What was the Lord's reply to Gideon? All right then, obviously I've come to the wrong house. Right now, he doesn't say that. What does he say? He says, I will be with you and you will strike down all of the Midianites, leaving none alone. Gideon, who are you going to believe? Your estimation of you or my estimation of you? If you could see yourself as how God does, you will step into your purpose. You'll step into your calling. So what does this mean for you today? If you are confident that God is for you, with you, in you, God says I will be with you. The question is mum, the question is dad, the question is business person, unemployed person. Will you see you the way God does? Because He will be with you. What breaks your heart? What breaks your heart? Because God is with you. You know, when Glenn and Naomi first approached me about becoming missionaries, I said to them, go and pray about it for three months. You know, it's, you know, is this a burden? Is this a burden? And after three months, if this is still a burden, if this is still a holy discontent in your heart, if this is the what breaks your heart, then let's begin this journey. Let's begin to investigate it. And after three months, they came back and I said, yeah, this, this still breaks our heart and I say, all right then, let's go. Let's investigate. Let's see what you need to do. I'm so proud of the Johnstons. I'm so proud of them and what they're doing in Budapest. Because they've discovered what breaks their heart and now they're living in their purpose. So what breaks your heart? Because when you encounter God, you will discover purpose. And you'll find that your purpose always involves helping people. Did you know that? Your purpose always involves Helping people. So, what breaks your heart? I hope you've enjoyed our series. His story, my story, you know, ordinary people with extraordinary stories. Well, we've come to the end of our series. We can't wait to be with you next week, back from the Cook Islands, back from Rarotonga, and we're looking forward to be back home again at Hamilton Elam. So, church, God bless. And we see we'll see you all again next week. Kakite.